0: What's going on, guys and gals? It's Eight Bit Ray from the Gorilla Brain Podcast, and you are listening to the Geek World All Star Podcast Network,
1: broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, You are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, "You said people gonna die." The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under twelve parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time.
2: What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 379 of the So Wizard podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts are the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield.
3: Uh, Unfortunately, all of my memories are still intact.
2: (laughs) (laughs)
0: And the expert, Mr. Markellis Reagan. Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of
2: nerd, podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, we've got a little bit of news to discuss, including yet another look at Stranger Things Season 4. And then we're going to jump into our review of the latest movie from Marvel Studios, MCU Phase 4, rolls on with The Eternals. But before we get into all of that, how the hell is everyone doing this week? Aubrey Litchfield, how are you?
3: Um, I'm alive. I guess that's a plus. I have been working on a, a certification course and it's fucking boring. I am taking a class that is also fucking boring, <laughs> and then I have to take the certification course. Well, I don't have to. I'm, I'm taking it because it's free, and I get the certificate. I have to i get the test for the certification for free and those are pretty pricey so i already know how to do it it's computer hardware and uh this week was the first in-person class and i was fucking bored because it was disassemble this computer and reassemble it and then a bunch of review questions and i've been building my own computer for 17 years so it's like i don't want to fucking do this i already know what it all is and so I sat there in class, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it one-handed with my left hand. So <laughs> <laughs> that's what I did is I disassembled everything with my left hand to to a point. You know, sometimes I used my right hand to hold the case while I unscrewed things. Um, but that's what I did, and then I wouldn't pay attention for the rest of class and, until somebody couldn't answer a question, and then I answered it, and then I went right back to my laptop and doing nothing. So. <laughs> I'm fucking bored. <laughs> that is the epitome of my week.
2: Oh. All right. Well, hopefully uh, talking to us makes your week uh, a little more exciting.
3: It always does.
0: <laughs> Thank <laughs> you for lying. <laughs> Mark Ellis Reagans, how the hell are you? Uh, so, yeah. So my week, I finally got to accomplish something that I I've been waiting for so long. I am now a member of the Platinum Movie Club. Thank you very much. Uh, I want to thank my family. I want to thank all of my fans. I want to thank So Is Her Podcast for giving me an excuse to go to the movies (laughs) and making it seem somewhat legitimate. Uh, I would be going anyway, but uh, now I have a a legitimate excuse. So yeah, I'm a Platinum Movie Club member now. Ghostbusters is already paid for and uh, so is Resident Evil. So uh, count it. (laughs) We're all very proud of you. And someday Aubrey will be able to hear that same music, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, not because she's a platinum <laughs> member of Cinema. It's
3: right. nice. I have a free movie ticket waiting for me.
0: Nice. All mm. right. And Joey, how are you doing, dude?
2: Oh boy. Um, I'm great. Uh, myself and Adam went down to Rhode Island for Rhode Island comic con this past weekend. And that was a, a wild, crazy time. Got there on a Saturday morning really early, but before we could go, I had to meet Adam somewhere. And the first thing that happened was, uh, I got up really early. We didn't stay overnight. Um, I got up really early. Got myself showered up, changed into some uh, clean clothes, got ready to go, got my car loaded up with my backpack and my stuff. And then I went back in the house for a second to warm up my car, and I locked my keys in my car. Oh, no. So that was fun. Um, So I had to call AAA. Um, Thankfully, AAA, which uh, if you're listening internationally, I don't know. Do they have AAA in other countries? Is that just an American thing? I don't know. They must. They must. I don't know. But if, you're, if they don't, just to, for, for our, our beloved friends in like Kuwait or Norway or something and may not know what it is, um, basically you pay money every year for a membership. And if something is going on with your car where like you get locked out or you run out of gas, you call the number and they'll like come out and like help you. It's like preemptively buying help if your car breaks down or something. So thankfully the guy was like near our house. He must have been helping someone else somewhere else. So – they were there in like 15 minutes and the guy just came in and my car is old and a sloppy jalopy as I like to call it. So he was able to like open it up real quick and be like, boom, 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 boom. (laughs) And I was on my way, but did not start the day off on a good foot. Oh, um, so yeah, we got there. Um, you know, just like, you know, what we expect from Rhode Island comic con, you know, headed in, we got there right as it opened. So we actually made pretty good time. Uh, even though I locked myself out of my car earlier in the morning and, Um, I gotta tell you the place was absolutely insane. It was packed as fuck. Uh, most of the day that we were there, it was just, it was insane. You couldn't like move a lot of the places. It was just really packed. Um, we did see a ton of great cosplay. Um, we did get to see some friends. I did see Lewis from Angry Geeks very briefly, as I'm I'm sure you all know. Um, and I'm sure you guys know. Uh, those guys are extremely busy at Rhode Island. That's their biggest show of the year. Yep. Uh, him and Jamie doing panels like nonstop. So even just getting to see him for five seconds was nice. Uh, I got to see Tim Jones for a few minutes. Uh, Talked to the zombie leader. And we got a ton of content coming up for YouTube. So... Hold on to your butts. That's coming soon. I posted a ton of cosplay pictures on our Facebook page, too, if you want to check that out. Uh, And me and Adam also did a uh, WandaVision photo op. (laughs) Adam looked so happy during that picture, too. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, yeah, no, we had a good time, man. We had a good time. I think uh, next year we'll probably try to shoot it for two days, but... um, yeah, it was it was crazy. It was it was crazy to be back. It was crazy to be back in Rhode Island Comic Con after two years. So, uh, you know, thanks to them for giving us the press passes. And, uh, you know, that's it for cons, though, Mark. Cons are done for the year. We are done with our con schedule. Twenty twenty one. Nice. Thankfully, I have all of next year planned out already. <laughs> the, the question pass. is, will there be cons next year? Uh, yeah, I know. I know. In a world where we can go to cons again, uh, April 2022 is the return. We will be heading over to Wicked Comic Con in Boston, Massachusetts, which is a new one day comic focused show from the original creators of Boston Comic Con. I'm really excited to check that out. Um, and then Plastic City is supposed to come back this year coming nice. up. And then obviously the big guns, you know, Terrific Con Fan Expo in New York and Rhode Island. And maybe me and Adam might go somewhere else in the summer that's on the other side of the country, but that is a discussion <laughs> for off the mic. Good luck with that. <laughs> but enough about us. Let's talk about us. Mark Hellas Reagan's, why don't you tell the listeners where they can find more? So is her podcast.
0: Alright, so everybody can go over to Podcast.com where you will find a brand new episode every week uh, You'll also find some movie reviews from yours truly, uh, you'll find some recommendations on new movies, books and TV shows from the awesome Adam Wallyhock. Uh you'll also find our merchandise there, we have a tea Public store where you can shop to get some t-shirts, sweatshirts, journals coffee mugs, baby onesies, all types of things with the So Wizard Podcast logo and designs all over it You can also find our social media links there. We have Facebook. We have Twitter, we have Instagram, so definitely get at us. Uh, You can subscribe to us on iTunes and give us a five-star review while you're there. Uh, You can also find our show wherever podcasts are found, including Stitcher Radio app, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, my personal favorite, Spotify. We have a YouTube page with videos going up constantly from Adam Wallyhawk, including movie reviews, trailers, Uh, trailer reactions and interviews Uh, we have a patreon page where you can support the show for as little as a dollar a month and you will be receiving bonus content and exclusive content from everyone here at the show shout out to all of our podcasting family in the geek world all-stars podcast and network back to you joey I think we just need an Excelsior. Excelsior! No, I not like Excelsior! Fucking fantastic.
2: All right, Markellis-Riggins, we have news to discuss, so let's do it. Let's drop the drop, and let's talk the news.
1: Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news.
0: All right. So uh, before we jump into the nerdy news, just a few programming notes. Uh, As I mentioned, as I try to mention on the show, uh, we have an amazing YouTube page with awesome interviews with indie creators uh, that Adam Wallyhawk is putting up constantly. Uh, So if you check the go to our website or you can check the YouTube page right now, uh, you'll find interviews with uh, Rachel, Kayla and Fern over their indie TV show called Human Telegraphs. Doing an indie movie is tough. Doing an indie TV show is a hundred times tougher. And uh, they uh, they have some really cool insights. So that's a really good interview. Uh, we also get to interview Gary Jones and talk about his new movie, Escape from Death Block Thirteen. Uh, he is uh, got a start in special effects. Has a lot of cool stories about some of movies that you are very familiar with. And then the last one is an indie creator, Davian Watkins. Uh, he has a multimedia. A project that he's working on is comics, music, uh, and definitely something very <laughs> unique. So definitely check out that interview, too. Uh, and like I said, that's over on the Soul Wizard Podcast YouTube page. Definitely check those out. Support indie creators. All right. So this week in nerdy news, uh, we got a n- full on big fat trailer for Stranger Things season four. They gave a date for when it was going to be coming out, summer of 2022. And we get to see some footage of the kids who aren't really kids anymore as they make adjustments to the new season. It looks bigger. It looks bolder. Lots of uh, special effects. And, uh, yeah, more of the same. So, uh, yeah, what did you guys think of the Stranger Things trailer? Let's start with Aubrey.
3: It looks really good. I'm kind of – I'm confused because it keeps going back and forth between, like, them where they are now, Mm -hmm. them in their town, and then them in – uh, Russia, and then them and wherever else they were in the last trailer. So I'm I'm a little confused what they're they, – it almost is like three different seasons that they've shown us. So I don't know how it's all going to tie together. I just want it to happen, and I want to watch it, and I want them to stop showing these stupid-ass trailers because <laughs> I don't understand them, and they're making me angry. <laughs>
0: All right. Mental note. Don't make Aubrey watch any more trailers. God. <laughs> well, if you remember from the last season, they kind of separated. Um, Joyce and a few of the kids went to California. The other kids stayed in Indiana. And of course, something's going on in Russia. We'll learn all about that. Um, so, yeah, I, I believe it is going to be these different stories and they are all going to come together over spring break. Joey, what about you, dude? What did you think of this footage for season four of Stranger Things?
2: Um, I think the footage looks cool. I'm super excited about Stranger Things. I love the show. I think it's been excellent. Three seasons worth of awesome show. I, I will say that I think season one is still the best season. Um, but I did love two and three. Let's not get it twisted. I just preferred season one out of all of them. Um, I'm a little upset. I was hoping that the mind flare would have absorbed Billy's like mullet <laughs> and love of like hair rock and would just be like chasing him around like a camaro listening to scorpions or something like a demogorgon like fucking rocking out poison or something maybe it's for the best i don't
0: write the show Um, (laughs) maybe they maybe they're saving that for season five maybe (laughs) i hope so i hope so um i think that the kids are old (laughs) god aren't they
2: jesus um they they may need to do a time skip. Like at this point, I don't I don't know how we do season five and like try to pretend that they're they're, they're still in high school. <laughs> Aren't they supposed to be like sophomores right now? They look like uh, they should be older than my daughter. So
0: yeah, they look like college I, like college freshmen at this point.
2: Yeah, I noticed they didn't show uh, Lucas in the trailer. Maybe I missed it, but they, they didn't show him because I remember seeing him on a commercial like two years ago, and he looked like a man. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, how is he going to play a teenager in this? Um, so I, actually, I wouldn't be opposed to a time skip. I think it would be an interesting season five to set it in the 90s or something. Um, but I don't think that's what the show is, really. Um, I, I, I'm excited, but I'm in the same boat as Aubrey, man. I just like, I want it now. I'm so sick of waiting for this. I barely remember what happened, I'll be honest with you. Wow. I'm going to need to watch like a recap video or something. And it's not like I'm an idiot, but it's it's been like years, man. I need, to, I need to catch up and try to remember what happened. I'm excited, but, ah, man, it just it just needs to get here already. I agree with Aubrey, man. Enough trailers. Let's go. Just drop damn shit. Let's go.
0: Well, they did have Stranger Things Day, uh, the day that they dropped a trailer. So there was some other things that they did release, and you do get to see a little bit of Lucas and um – Uh, The other characters, Dustin and uh, one of the other characters that's in there. Sadie, I want to say. Stranger
2: Things Puzzle Fighter
0: app for iPhone does not count. as (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, we don't have an official date, but it is summer of 2022 coming up soon. So then the next thing uh, that happened this week is we got a not a trailer, but we got a poster for the new Spider-Man movie, uh, which you can find over on our Facebook page. Spider-Man No Way Home poster that. Kind of confirms a little bit more of the villains that are going to be in the movie. They don't really show them outright. We've already seen Doc Ock in the trailer. And we got a little hint of uh, the Green Goblin. But in this trailer, or in this poster, they actually show sand, as in the Sandman. And a big bolt of electricity, as an Electro. So it looks like Sony is really going to go right ahead and push forward with this like Sinister Six. Um, do you guys think this is a, a big gamble for Sony to have, uh, you know, the Marvel Spider-Man that we all know and love, but now they're going to push all of these villains into this one movie? Comic book movies with multiple villains are usually a failure. So uh, do you guys think this is a big gamble for Sony to to pull something like this off? Let's go back to Joey. Multiple undeveloped villains in a
2: comic book movie? Put a <laughs> pen in that. Um, <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be back to that in a minute, but... <laughs> I, I don't see Marvel's making this. And in theory, I trust Marvel to make a good movie. So I'm not worried one bit. Um, I'm excited actually, uh, nostalgia wise to see some, some of these characters come back, but uh, I just don't trust Sony, uh, marketing wise. Yeah. And I'm, I, I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'm not watching another goddamn Spider-Man trailer yeah. at all. I don't want to see anything else. I don't even want to look at pocket posters, nothing <laughs> like I'm done. I'm done. They just, they want to spoil everything, man. Sony spoils the new Ghostbusters trailer that dropped today. Uh, the Ghostbusters afterlife final trailer fucking spoils a huge reveal from the movie.
0: Yeah. But if you have like, if you have any concept of the phrase Ghostbusters, you kind of already know what's going to (laughs) happen.
2: I know, but I'm just saying it would have been nice to just have that in the movie without having Sony have to advertise it. You know, um, they're just notorious for just showing way too much in their trailers, and I, I'm I'm all set. So uh, I don't trust Sony as far as the marketing. I'm excited about the movie. I'm excited about all the multiverse stuff. Um, it'll be nice to see if uh, Kevin Feige and Marvel Studios can redeem Amazing Spider-Man uh, duology, <laughs> or more like pooology. Fine, fine. fine. Um, I hate What's the of Shayne Woodley's uh, gonna walk through that door <laughs> as uh, Mary Jane. That'd be awesome. I'm just going to bring an unvaxxed Aaron Rodgers with her. Oh my
0: God. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm like, he's not dating her. Oh yeah, he is dating her. Holy shit. Aubrey, what about you? What did you, how do you feel about uh, the new poster? And do you think Sony's making a big gamble putting all of these villains together in uh, a Tom Holland, Spider-Man movie? I
3: mean, the poster looks okay. I do worry about them putting too many villains in because then that kind of Ruins the probability of there being more movies. Um, yeah. and I don't know it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I'm gonna like it. It's gonna be too congested. Yeah. Um, is and it's it's just too much. I could see that. Um, like they're bringing in all these villains because they're doing a multiverse, but I do. I just think it's too much. It's gonna be too convoluted. I just don't see them being able to to really pull it off tastefully. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, you know, and I kind of agree with you, Aubrey. It it is Marvel that is producing the movie, and uh, it kind of blew me away that they would bring in so many characters that's not really like Marvel to swing that hard. And then I realized it's still a Sony movie. (laughs) Like, Sony is still behind us. And if Sony wants to bring in different Spider-Man villains or different Spider-Man from Their other Spider-Man movies, they can totally do that. Marvel can't really say no to it. So Sony's like, we're doing this, and Marvel's going to have to make it work the best that they can. But I agree. I don't know if they're going to be able to pull it off. Uh, But it will be the most anticipated movie of this year, and uh, we will be getting another trailer soon. So, (laughs) Joey, avert your eyes, Joey. Seriously. All right. So then uh, in the last bit of news, just a quick list of casting hits, quick hits. Uh, I'll throw the names out there. If you guys have any comments, go right ahead. Uh, these are movies that we will probably be covering on the show. Uh, so the first one, uh, we talked about Zack Snyder making his Star Wars-inspired movie called Rebel Moon for Netflix. Uh, it is going to be starring Sofia Boutella, who you might remember from uh, Kingsman. She was the girl that had the blades on her legs. Star Trek Beyond. <laughs> and it's uh, <laughs> also... <and she>, uh, <laughs> She's also one of my favorite movies of this year, Prisoners of Ghostland. Uh, but you you might be more familiar with her her battling Tom Cruise as the mummy in the hit movie La Momia. <laughs> that poor woman. Yeah, she needs a hit. Uh, I mean, besides uh, Prisoners of Ghostland. The second uh, casting news is uh, Gal Gadot. I think I finally got her name correct. Uh, She is going to be playing the evil queen in Disney's Snow White, Disney's remake of Snow White. Disney live action movies, what could go wrong? Steve, eat the apple. (laughs) Uh, Daniel Day Kim, who is not the Asian version of Daniel Day-Lewis, I learned today. (laughs) Jesus Christ, that's bad. That's the worst joke that I had this week. Uh, He is going to be playing Fire Lord Ozai in the live action Avatar The Last Airbender. Uh, if you aren't familiar... You tell me if that's good. Yeah, he's was going to say. If you're not familiar with that character, he's basically the bad guy of the series. He's the Darth Vader of the whole series, which ironically was voiced by Mark Hamill in the uh, in a cartoon. So uh, yeah, this is really good because he's a serious actor. He can bring it, and he also voiced a couple of characters for Avatar, so they're kind of keeping it in the family. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to him as the villain in Avatar. Uh, Chris Pratt is playing another cartoon character, Garfield. I don't know how much money he owes the IRS, but man. Um,
3: another Garfield movie? Come the fuck on.
0: This one's going to be Who animated. Wants it? Hey, those Garfield movies made a lot of money, I think. <laughs> you think? You're not 100% certain. <laughs> I, I know they made two of them, so that kind of that kind of confirms it, if they made multiple ones. But this one's going to be animated, and uh, Chris Pratt is going to be the voice of Garfield. And then in the last bit of uh, fingers crossed casting news, uh, Vin Diesel went to Instagram to convince The Rock to return to the Fast saga. Um, For some reason, I don't know why he wanted to make it public, considering that the whole thing kind of blew up in public. But, uh, yeah, Vin Diesel wants The Rock to come back. What do you guys think the odds are that The Rock will come back for either Fast 10 or Fast 11 Let's go back to Aubrey.
3: Now I think it's all a publicity stunt and he was going to be in it anyway.
0: Uh-huh. Okay. All right. What about you, Joey?
2: Yeah, I am also cynical like Aubrey and think he was going to be in it anyway. But I also think that Vin Diesel is so lame that he would like be like, uh, the rock. It's all about family. <laughs> I'm going to reach out to you through Instagram post." Uh, and, and that's just the way that they like. He thinks he's negotiating with them. I don't know. I'm assuming as long as the check cashes, the Rock will go do anything.
0: <laughs> well, the Rock recently, as he was promoting Red Notice, did the uh, I wish Fast and the furious, the best in their future endeavors. So I'm uh <laughs> I was really surprised that uh Vin Diesel and the fact that Vin Diesel kind of brought up um, Paul Walker's name in the in a message too. I'm like, ah oh, man, that's you're sounding thirsty, dude. So, um, yeah, that's kind of hard. That's kind of harsh to like put on somebody. Yep. You know? So, yeah, I think Vin Diesel's playing hardball and putting the ball in, in the Rock's court. And if the Rock doesn't do it, then you know, people were going to be upset. But you know, after the last Fast Nine movie, who cares <laughs> at this point? Who cares if the Rock's in it or not? It's so it's bad. Be shite, either way. Exactly. The Rock cannot save that movie. Uh, Mark, I just want to
2: state for the record that Garfield. 2004 50 million dollar budget 203 million dollars worldwide box office
0: damn right damn right and it wasn't for uh Breck and meyer as uh, as john that's a that's a money maker so yeah there's going to be more garfields get ready for the garfield cinematic universe well yeah. next i'm going to look up the sequel <laughs> garfield colon,
2: a tale of two kitties Oh, that one was also very successful. $60 million
0: budget with $143 million worldwide. Chris Pride knows where the the bread is buttered, man. He's ready. All right, so that's it. That is it for the news for this week. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come
2: back, we're going to talk all about Marvel Studios' The Eternals.
1: Calling all New England toy record and collectible fans, the Bristol County Toy and Record Show is returning Saturday, December 11th at the District Center of the Arts, 15 Court Street, Tom, Massachusetts, from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Tickets are only $3 at the door, and early bird admission is $10 at 9 a.m., where you are able to get the first picks of the day. There will be a concert the night of the event to be determined, and tickets will be sold separately, but you do not want to miss out. There will be over 30 of New England's best toy record and collectible vendors selling Star Wars, G.I. Joe, WWE, Transformers, vintage toys, and vinyl records, music memorabilia, and a whole stage full of KISS memorabilia. For more updates, please follow and like us on Facebook at Bristol County Toy and Record Show for more info. See you guys there. You don't want to miss it
2: and we are back all right guys we all had a chance to check out the newest movie from marvel studios in the marvel cinematic universe the eternals getting lambasted by critics the first ever rotten marvel cinematic universe movie on rotten tomatoes but we're gonna find out what we thought about it because we're the only opinions that matter (laughs) but before we do that aubrey what is the eternals all about
3: The Eternals, a race of immortal beings with superhuman powers, have lived on Earth for 8,000 years. Reunite to battle the evil deviant. All right.
2: Well, (laughs) that sounds exciting. You sound very excited about it. Uh, As always, we're going to start with our non-spoiler impressions. If you haven't seen the movie yet, then you'll know what we thought. And then you can bounce. Otherwise, we'll play a sound drop delineating spoilers and we'll dive a little more deeper into it. But to get started, Aubrey, what did you think of The Eternals?
3: Uh, It was okay. I didn't hate it. It definitely is towards the bottom of my top ten favorite Marvel movies. Um, It wasn't face-meltingly awful like I thought it was going to be. But yeah.
2: Okay, that's a a ringing endorsement. You put that right on the front of the Blu-ray box. Not as bad as I thought it would be. Aubrey <laughs> Litchfield, so was her podcast. Reagan.
0: Yeah, I actually enjoyed most of the movie. Uh, I definitely need to watch it again because there's so much of it, there's so much story that it was, it's a little difficult for me to to get the whole gist of it one time around. So I definitely want to watch it again. But yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was good, not great. I thought it was good.
2: Right. Um, hmm. I've been wrestling with this for like almost 24 hours now since I last since I saw the movie. Since I walked out of the theater. I don't really know how I feel about it. Um I guess it's not I'm not in love with this movie and we'll get into why as we get into spoilers, but I'm not in love with this movie. I'm certainly in love with Gemma Chan as uh, Cersei, good lord. That woman is attractive, very attractive. Um but I, I'm I'm not in love with the movie yet. I don't hate it either. I'm kind of almost on the same wavelength as Aubrey. Like I I think I might like it a little bit more than Aubrey, but it's not bad. Like the reviews have you walking in there being like, oh shit, this is gonna be fucking Batman versus Superman or like fucking Hellboy, like some <laughs> shitty ass movie, and you're like, oh god, this is it. This is finally Marvel's done it. Um, and it really it wasn't that bad. Like it's fine. But it's not great, and I think I'm expecting greatness now every time I walk into a Marvel movie. And when I don't get it, it's probably more glaring where it's like the opposite for DC where I'm like, oh, (laughs) I watched like a a DC movie and it's not bad. And I'm like, oh, wow, you know, that was great. You know, DC is on the right path now. Aquaman. And then, you know, Marvel, I'm expecting five out of five every single time I walk in the theater. So um, I didn't hate it. And I didn't love it. So I guess I'm like very blah about it. But it's not a bad blah. Does that make any sense? Does that make any sense whatsoever? (laughs) Yeah. I think
3: it wasn't like Marvel level perfection. But it was okay as a movie in general. I think that's how I look at it.
2: Well, the only way we can discuss this is by spoiling it. So it sounds like we've got some thumbs in the middle, and, and Mark, would you say your a thumbs up, or are you still hanging out in the middle with us?
0: Uh, it's kind of in the middle, but more up. Okay. Yeah, I think that's where
2: I am, too, but, so none of us are telling you not to go see this, so obviously, if you haven't seen it, feel free to check it out, if you have seen it, let's stick around, and we're gonna talk some more about it while Markellis drops this drop, delineating spoilers.
1: One clear spoiler! Here's a spoiler! No, is a spoiler. No. You will die alone! <laughs>
2: All right, let's start with things we liked. Marcellus Reagan's, what are some things you liked about Eternals? You have the most positive reaction out of the three of us to it.
0: Well, you so know, sell us, sell us on <laughs> Eternals. <laughs> I realized that this movie is, you know, when, before it came out, everyone was like, oh, this is unlike any other Marvel movie you've ever seen. You know, and they said the same thing about Shang-Chi. Um, and then you watch Shang-Chi and it's like, no, it's pretty much like every Marvel movie and and that's okay. But this one legitimately is unlike any of their other movies. So I, you know, it's kind of uh, I have to trick my brain into realizing that it's not the movie that I was expecting. I have to enjoy the movie for what it is. So things that I loved about it, uh, the performances were all great. I thought all of the actors did an excellent job. And I, when I saw like the cast, I was worried about, oh man, there's, so many people there. There's no way that I'm going to be able to learn all of the names or get all of the characters right. Or, you know, they're going to get lost in there. But I was, I was actually able to follow exactly each character's little mini story. And it actually made sense. And I thought for sure that the story was going to go a certain way based on the previous 25 MCU movies. Um, And it didn't, it didn't go the way that I thought. And I thought that was actually really cool. It was really surprising. Um, I thought the soundtrack was amazing, and I liked the look of it. I know Chloe Zhao uh, she films very naturalistic. uses a lot of natural lighting, and I was wondering how is that going to work in a superhero movie. But there are some shots in here that are just like absolutely gorgeous, um, and it doesn't feel like a superhero movie at all. It feels like a, a like a, a realistic drama, and that I thought was really cool. Uh, there is certain twists to the story that I was really shocked by i don't think they fully uh i don't think they fully like uh utilize that story enough this kind of falls into things i didn't like but yeah this is things you liked what are you doing here <laughs> but the fact that they were able to shock me in this type of movie i actually enjoyed that and there's a part where the creatures or the the main creature kind of realizes his place in the whole story in a third act then i thought that was really cool that was another thing that kind of shocked me so yeah those are the things that i liked about it okay uh aubrey what'd you like
3: um i liked the cast um Richard madden is beautiful and i loved him in game of thrones too and then he died and i was fucking devastated Uh, he kind of reminds me of Sebastian Stan, and maybe that's why I stan him. (laughs) (laughs) Angelina Jolie did not do as bad of a job as I criticized her for uh, leading up to this, because I was sure she was going to piss me off in this movie and I was going to hate it. But she actually didn't do that bad of a job, um, so I commend her on that. She she could be in my positives for for doing an okay job. Uh, I think that the cast overall did a did a really good job, honestly. And like Mark said, the cinematography in the direction was was really beautiful, and it was very well done. I did like everything about the cinematography. That that part was fantastic. So yeah, that's it. Okay.
2: All right. Um. So I'm going to agree with both of you guys. The cinematography and a lot of it. The, there's a lot of really nice shots in this movie. It looks great. The whole movie looks great uh, in that aspect. Uh, I really liked the scene where uh, they go to recruit Kingo and he has a whole dance number. Yes. I thought that was great. I actually really liked his character <laughs> and his uh, valet. I thought they were uh, they were an enjoyable ad in mm-hmm. the movie. Um, I think the movie looks great. Um,
0: <laughs> you you said it looks great like three times. <laughs> I know I,
2: it does. It looks good. I mean, I like the story. I'm a huge like comic book nerd. So even just seeing things, like like seeing like celestials on the fucking <laughs> screen in like a a movie for like the masses is like it's stunning to me. I think they looked great. I, I liked. Um, the one coming out of the ground was awesome. Cause it was like huge. Like I, I enjoyed the interaction between all of them. And that was something I was really worried about was that there were too many characters and a lot of it was going to get lost. But I think they did a good job of giving everyone a specific distinct personality and setting each of them apart from each other. Yep. Even though some of them did get the short shrift. Um, but the, the, it is what it is. I mean, the movie wasn't going to be four hours long. So unfortunately a few of them got a short shrift, but even the ones like, um, Druig, um, didn't get much of a story. Like all of a sudden he's mind controlling people in the forest and he's in love with the, the, the speedster girl, um, uh, it would have been nice to see a little more of that. I mean, we saw them slightly flirting back in the Spanish. Was it the Spanish Inquisition? I don't <laughs> No one expects the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> I'm old. All right. And, uh, but it would have been nice to see a little bit more of that. Um, But I really did like the, the humor and everything really hit. I, I just, I liked a lot of things in the movie that, that worked really well. It just, we'll get into them with things we didn't like, but, and you know, obviously, you know, I like hot chicks. So, you know, there's some hot chicks in the movie. Uh, and. <laughs> And I I agree with Aubrey. I I was really worried about Angelina Jolie being in this movie. I fully expected her to be sleepwalking through the movie for a paycheck. And she was not, which was surprising. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I think that's it. And that's everything I liked about the movie. (laughs) 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 We have to get into things we didn't like. There's, there's much more to discuss. Marcellus, what are things you did not like about this movie?
0: All right. So as much as I enjoyed, uh, all of the characters going through the story, I thought the story was a little convoluted. Um, (laughs) You think? The time travel, not time travel, but the uh, flashback aspect, um, I got a little lost there. I'm not going to lie. It was a a tiny bit lost. And I I do want to state again that I actually do want to watch this movie again, now that I kind of understand what was going on. There's the beginning when we first get a look at the CG Deviants, you know, people are like, oh, my God, those effects look so bad. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Those effects are fine. And then I saw it in the movie and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Some of, some of those effects are they don't look like they've been fully baked. Um, And yeah, those effects did not look very special. And I am the last person to notice shit like that. So when it stands out to me, that's when I'm like, oh, what what happened there?
2: Um, there were points where Angelina Jolie was fighting the guy at the end, and I was like, "Oh shit, is that the Rock as the Scorpion King?"
0: <laughs> it was not that bad. <laughs> Nothing could be that bad. Yeah, and there was, you know, there was a uh, um, something about the story that just didn't quite sit with me regarding their their being in a military. Like when they get to the part where they find out that they're, you know, robots for lack of a better word. You know, it doesn't really—that that, storyline seems to stop. Like, there doesn't seem to be, like, a big reaction to it. And I think I would have liked it more if they were, were kind of, like, more military, more soldiers. Like, if Salma Hayek was, like, the main like the main sergeant and everyone else was kind of, like, underneath her. And then I would have felt their—the way that they walked away from her uh, to do their own thing, it, w- it would have felt more completed that way. I would have felt— felt more connected that way. But they all just seemed like they were they were all free spirits. They didn't really seem like they were military there to do a job. Um and that I I didn't really like that. I, I thought it could have been better. And I didn't like the the way it ended. It ended like in a really weird way. Like I understand the post credit scenes have to happen, but the scene before that, it felt like there should have been more to it. And it, it, it I don't know, there should have been more of a reaction to it. But that's it. I mean, there's a a few more things, but that's pretty much what I didn't like about it. I think the story was just way too convoluted. Okay. Uh, Aubrey Litchfield, what did you not like about the movie? Um,
3: First of all, it was almost three hours long.
2: (laughs) The longest MCU movie outside of Endgame.
3: Just fucking stop it. Why? Why? It doesn't had, need like, to be three hours.
2: people in the movie. So.
3: No, this movie c- should have been broken up into parts so that they could have expanded on some stuff and maybe it wouldn't have been so complex. Because the, this movie, I mean, they changed some stuff from the comics. Okay, I get it. I, I don't hate the changes that they've made and possibly that's just because I'm not... In love with and like over infatuated with the story of the Eternals to begin with. I mean, maybe some fanboy out there is really pissed off nobody that, um, with nobody likes the Eternal. Well, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> man, maybe somebody in their parents' basement is pissed off that Fastus is is gay or something. I don't know, but it just, it, I don't, I don't care about that. Like, but I feel like it should have been broken up into parts. Every other marvel origin story is broken up into parts so that they can build up the character and you give a shit about them so it's a three hour dump of why you should care about these people and all the things they've done for what seventy thousand years or however fucking long it was that they were on earth like jesus you just break it up so I could give a shit about why Thena has lost her damn mind and why Icarus and Cersei's love is, like, something I should give a shit about. I don't know. Too much. Um, I also don't like Druig. I don't like that actor. <gasps> He's kind of a rat face. Like, I just want to punch <laughs> him in the face. He looks like some kid that would be a fucking douchebag in high school, and you just fucking hate them. They, he has that face. He has that face that you just want to punch. Mm-hmm. I don't like him.
0: You know, in every other movie he's in, he is the asshole guy, like the big asshole guy. I thought for sure he was going to be the villain of this movie.
3: Right? He just—he doesn't help himself, man. He's just fucking punchable. <laughs> so I don't—I don't know. He pissed me off every time I saw him. I don't want him with Makari because she—she she seems like a very sweet person, and he seems like he would ghost her after sleeping with her. I don't like it. Um, see, those are, those are my major problems with it. I just feel like it should have been broken up into different movies because it's too much all at once. It's too overwhelming. You get lost very easily and you don't really build, uh, an emotion towards any of these characters. Mm.
2: All right. Well, uh, you know, I'm going to echo what Aubrey says and Mark says, um, the movie's really long. It, it's long and you feel it at points. I definitely felt it at points. Um, and I, it's a, a weird feeling for a Marvel movie to feel that, Oh man, this is long. Like I would be hitting up on the remote a couple times <laughs> during this, if I were watching on Disney plus, um, and it, it's just tough because there are, they're introducing a really high concept idea and they're, I mean, it's easy to be like, okay, here's and and not to say that like, Captain America is not a high concept, but it's like, or Iron Man, but it's like Iron Man. Okay. He's a rich guy. He built this armor. He's going to fight somebody. You can kind of throw that out there in a sentence or two.
0: Right.
2: Eternals is like, okay, here's these guys and they've been around for thousands of years. And then there's a giant thing that lives in space. That's making a thing. And then they are also robots, but there's also monsters that they're fighting, but then they have to fight back against the big robot thing. And then the big robot thing really is evil. And then they're going to try to save earth from the big robot thing. And then they fly around a triangle and they have to fight their friend who actually wants and. Jesus Christ, man, what what's the hook of this fucking movie? Like it, it's it's very long. It's very convoluted. Um I, I just wish we could have left some of the movie on the cutting room floor, but not made the movie shorter, but maybe put something else in there. I would have taken out every goddamn thing with the deviants <laughs> in the movie. I know they fight the deviants in the comics. I know it's always the Eternals versus the Deviants.
0: Man, what was the whole point of that? Like what Mark,
2: what was the point of the deviants in this movie?
0: That's what the Celestials do. They drop creatures onto the planet and then they yep. drop Eternals on there to fight those creatures. And well, I mean, I understood, like, Arshram Was that his name? Arshram, yeah.
2: Exposition Dump um, that he made the deviants and then he lost control of them. So he made Eternals to go around and fight them and blah, blah, blah. But I mean, in the span of this movie, like, they're they are just CGI things that they fight like four or five times and then one of them is turning into an eternal like he's sucking the power out of them mm-hmm. to turn into a person. Right. So then Angelina Jolie can cut him up into pieces and that's the end. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, yeah, he's the well, that's one of the other questions that I had. Um but yeah, they're designed to be the big thing it just happens to be deviants you know it would probably be some other kind of creature but they're supposed to be something that the eternals have to fight in order to save mankind but they're all supposed to be expendable because when a new celestial is born it doesn't really matter <sighs> yeah but it, it felt like it didn't really matter in the movie like it didn't feel like it me-
2: meant shit once uh icarus heel turns like yeah. that's really what the movie's about. Like once it's revealed, like you guys are robots and the earth's gonna explode and Icarus is a bad guy. The deviants like barely even matter at that point.
0: Yeah, but we're supposed to they're like the winner soldiers in the Civil third war. Is <laughs> that the third yeah, Civil War? Yeah. They're like there's they we have our heroes and we need our heroes to fight something. And then in the third act you find out that the heroes and the villains are actually just pawns to a bigger game. But four to two hours before that, you have to believe that our heroes are doing something. It just didn't feel like it was done well enough because I'm just sitting
2: there like, well, then what? The fuck was the point of all this? It's it that?
0: It's for that. Felt- it's for that big twist to find out that we are all, or that they were all pawns. I I guess I
2: don't know. I just it, I didn't have any connection to the deviants to care, and then it felt like their story was just like, okay, whatever. So, okay, so that was it. Why did that deviant have to become a person? Like, what did that matter? And then in the long run of the movie, what does it matter?
0: Because that's how they found out. That's
2: how they found out what?
0: That, they they're, they pawns that, out. In the, that they're pawns in the whole... No, because fucking the Celestial told
2: uh, Cersei
0: that. I thought the deviant showed... Okay, I have to watch it again. I thought the deviant showed up to be like, Hey, I'm fighting Icarus too because... I'm here to teach you that you guys are are not doing the right thing.
2: You're here to no, kill because us because the Celestial showed her that he showed her like, okay, well, now you're the new um, leader. So this is what's really going on, and uh, we're going to need you to show up at nine o'clock tomorrow morning <laughs> when the Celestial is going to bust out of Earth. And don't worry about it. I got your memories saved over here, and we'll plop you somewhere else. Thank you. Have a great day.
0: Oh, anyway, you're, you're, I just you're probably right. After watch it again,
2: it just it felt superfluous. Like it felt like when the movie, it felt like two movies. So like we have, we're introducing a bit of this, of the Eternals. Then they learn about the, the, the twist. Like that should have been the end of the, that could have been the end of the movie. Like that's like the cliffhanger. (laughs) Like, and then it was like a whole nother movie. And like the first half of them, we barely had anything to do with the second half of the movie. Like, I, I I don't know. I just, the, the whole thing of the deviants, like was annoying. Um, I didn't understand Like I I understood why they would give lip service to be like, oh, why didn't you guys do this? Why didn't you guys do that? Because you you have to. Like I know as a comic book fan, it's just kind of like a handshake agreement with the writers to be like, okay, if I'm reading an issue of Thor and he's fighting someone in downtown Manhattan, obviously all the other superheroes live in New York, but they're not going to interfere because it's not an issue of Avengers. (laughs) It's not an issue of Spider-Man; like, it's just an issue of Thor. So only Thor is doing this, and sometimes they'll make up excuses like, "Oh, Fantastic Four was off-world or whatever." Blah blah. blah. Movie-going audiences sometimes aren't as forgiving, so they need to be handheld on that, or they don't want to make that a handshake agreement with the writers <laughs> to be like, "Okay, like well, we know what's going on here; don't worry about it." Um, so we had to keep being like, "Oh, why didn't you guys interfere with this? Why didn't you interfere with that?" I just wish it had been shown better. Um, yeah, I just it, it was just like. I would, I, I would have liked to have seen, I hate to to sound like uh, our very, very, very old co-host from back in the day, Tom, who used to always think he had better ideas for what would be in the movie than what was in the movie. You <laughs> had to listen to him be like, what they should have done was blah, 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 all the time. But regardless of what happened six years ago on the show, um, it would have been nice to see like a consequence of them going against what they were supposed to do. Um we never saw that. So it was just like, well, why don't you interfere? Because we were told not to. And then they're going to interfere. And then Selma Hayek's like, don't interfere. And they're like, Oh, okay. So you want, everybody just leaves.
0: You wanted to see them like a scene from infinity war with Selma Hayek running in the background.
2: <laughs> no, I wanted to see like, um, like for example, when, and when Druig's like, I'm going to take over these people and stop them from killing each other. For yeah. example, yep. uh, maybe like he dies, he gets killed. <laughs> Maybe something terrible happens to him um, from the Celestial like pops up or Ajax has to do something to him to like really hammer home like why they weren't supposed to interfere.
0: Oh, I got you. I got you.
2: Yeah. It didn't seem like there was much consequence to it. And I mean, if we're supposed to believe that, well, I know Icarus ended up turning bad, but the rest of them are really good people and they're, they're there to help humanity. Like, would they really sit back and watch all that terrible stuff happen for centuries? Would they really not interfere when Thanos showed up? It, I, I understand why in the story. Like, it makes sense in the story. They think, you know, we have to only do this. We'd be told to only do this, blah, blah, blah. But it would have been nice to see a consequence of if they had done it. <laughs> you could right. have had an extra ninth eternal. <laughs> that was hanging out that got smushed you just see a, a, a portal open and a big red hand just comes out and goes
0: you know like anything right, like what is one, one of the uh one of the guys from the suicide squad at the very beginning of the movie that you're like oh he's not gonna make it just have one of those I, guys i mean show that's up. fine
2: i just i wanted to see a consequence to it i never i never got the feeling that there was any consequence of them not interfering it was just because oh well we were told not to we better not yeah yeah well they are robots kind of but we didn't know that. And they didn't know that. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. It was just a little overlong. And and some of the stuff just seems so misguided. And you're right, Mark, the the flashbacks like, OK, we're here. And then all of a sudden, uh, like we saw Ajax is dead. And then we have a flashback. She's riding on a horse. But there, it didn't feel like there was a tr- good enough a transition to that. So I'm like, wait, she's back alive. She's riding up to them on a horse. Like, what, What's happening here? some of that was jarring. Um, the sex scene was probably the most awkward sex scene I've seen in a movie <laughs> okay. in a long time. Aubrey, how did you feel about the uh, deep heartfelt love scene between, uh, Icarus and Cersei?
3: I felt like I was watching Watchmen.
2: <laughs> wow. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. Jesus.
3: Give me Watchmen vibes.
2: Um, it was a little weird, came out of nowhere. I, I don't really get it. Um, and then we were supposed, she was supposed to be in love with, uh, Dane. Yep. But, uh, it's I don't know, because if we were trying to play it up, like maybe she still had feelings for Icarus. But the only reason she was dating this other guy was because he like left. So that's not really fair. To the other guy, besides the fact that she's never going to age and he's just going to die. Um, like, it's not really fair. To that guy, <laughs> maybe the Eternals aren't good people. Maybe they're fucking assholes. <laughs> I also didn't like that. Um, like, I really liked Kingo and his valet. And yeah. then
0: he just disappeared. Right? <laughs> he's like, oh, you guys are going to fight the bad guy All right, I'm, I'm just going to duck out. See ya.
2: That was so weird because he was built up as a good character and he was a good person and, and he showed a little bit of confliction like, well, maybe I kind of agree with what Icarus is saying we should do, but I'm not sure. And then he's like, well, I don't know what to do. Fuck it. I'm out of here. Yep. <laughs> was he on the spaceship at the end?
3: No, he took over. He took Sprite.
2: Yeah. He yeah, was he on he Earth. took her um, to high school or whatever, but like he, that was it. Then he didn't, he wasn't on the ship. I keep trying to remember. I knew it was only a, a, a day ago, but he wasn't on the ship at the end with them.
0: No, he was one no. of the three that got pulled up into space by the slash. Oh, ship. he got pulled into space and disappeared. Okay.
2: Yep. It, it was just weird. Um, I, I really liked his character. So to see him just kind of be like, yeah, fuck it. I'm out of here. It's just <laughs> like, all, all right. <laughs> okay. So that was weird. Um, yeah, I was pissed off that killed Gilgamesh. I really liked him too.
0: Yeah, I, re- I thought his character was really good, so I liked him too. But, you know, cast of 10, they had to give her to somebody.
2: Yeah. Um, then there was like Angelina Jolie was fine in this. And like I said earlier, it was glad that she wasn't uh wasn't sleepwalking through the movie. It wasn't David Duchovny in the craft legacy. But uh, sometimes it almost felt like she was in a different movie. She was like overacting a lot. <laughs> I, I don't know. It just... I'm not a huge fan and I wasn't that big a fan of her in this either. Uh, But
3: maybe she's trying to earn that Marvel money.
2: I don't know. It just like it felt like her storyline really wasn't like like a lot of things in this movie, her storyline wasn't really fleshed out. Like she's having like Problems and then like, Gilgamesh takes her away for her problems. But like, was that her boyfriend? Was he the like,
3: fucking handholding thing that seems to keep happening in Marvel?
0: Was he her just her friend? Like, like what was the dynamic there? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna chalk it up to unrequited love. Uh, but I, yeah. I I liked her performance. I thought her performance with uh, at uh, Gilgamesh's death. I thought that was really good. I thought she did a really good job in that one scene. And I'm like, oh okay. I, now I see why she's in this movie other than a kick-ass.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe I'm just a big softie. Yeah, I think you're a big softie. Yeah, that's true. I
2: don't know. It's just really convoluted. You know what I mean? Like, why why can't it just be the Eternals fight these fucking terrible CG dogs?
0: <laughs> well, like, there's, you know, 25 other Marvel movies that follow the same formula, so they have to switch it up not a little the bit. the same formula, though. It's just like, I don't know, man. I
2: I don't know. I don't know what it was about this, but it was just a little overlong and it was very convoluted and it felt like all over the fucking place. Like, all right, we're here. We're going to fight deviants. And then there's this off. There's this twist that we're actually robots. But like, okay, but. I don't know if that twist was really earned. Like, I didn't really give a shit, like, if you yeah. were robots. I don't know who you are. If if somebody was like, oh, we're going to watch this movie, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, they're actually all robots. <laughs> 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 all right, you might care, because you, you've built up uh, care about these characters. Like, oh, no, they're all robots. Okay, who gives a shit? I don't know. And now the dogs we were fighting doesn't matter, and we're going to fight uh, Icarus and uh, Celestial the end. Right. Yep. Okay, I guess. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Just... So, so more of a miss than a hit for me, but I got to ask you guys some questions. Yes. We're going to start. Aubrey, Markellis, what did you think of the after credit scenes?
3: I thought they were good.
0: Uh, didn't mean anything to me at all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't read comics from the 80s or 90s, so uh, I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> uh,
2: first I off, think that they
3: hinted to the after credit scene a lot during the movie, which was kind of cool. Um, like when Athena, or I'm sorry, Fina has Excalibur, but Sprite asks if it's the Ebony Blade. And then you see Dane's last name is Whitman, too. So, I mean, they did hint that that's what it was going to be. So uh, I, I think that was kind of cool.
2: Mark, you're, you're very quiet over there.
0: Uh, yeah, uh, again, I, neither one of those scenes meant really anything to me except for. I did like the fact that there was a scene with two ebony blades in it. I thought that was kind of cool. <laughs>
2: um, all right. So Harry Styles as Star Fox. Um,
0: <laughs> Who? All right. Harry Styles was uh, in one direction. <laughs> oh, trust me. I went to uh, when I went to see Run DMC a couple of weeks ago, it was also the same night as the Harry Styles concert. Needless right. to say, that place right. was a freaking mob scene. So Star Fox is Thanos' brother.
2: Um, I don't know how that's gonna work in the Marvel universe because they were actual like people and not fucking robots. So um who knows? But maybe he was adopted. I don't know. And his superpower is that he has you know, I mean he has your normal superpower, so flight and super strength and stuff, but his big thing is he's <laughs> is he's super charming. Yeah. And he can make you, like, do whatever he tells you to do by charming you with his powers. Okay. So he's got, like, that I think vampire. that he
3: did a good job conveying that.
2: And and it's one of the things with uh, the She-Hulk TV series that's coming up, which makes me hope that that goes more in the direction of wackiness and, like, courtroom stuff. Like the comic did, because that was one of her cases, was somebody um, sued Star Fox for sexual harassment because <laughs> he used his powers on them.
0: Yeah, that's probably not going to happen. It was it was really
2: funny in the, in the comic, so... Um, and, of course, you know, Black Knight, probably my favorite non-Captain America Avenger. You know, he, he has the ebony, ebony blade. It's a cursed uh, sword passed down his family for generations. It demands blood, and he has to fight against the bloodlust that it brings to him. And, Ellis, what was the voice that we heard in the second credit scene as confirmed by Chloe Zhao?
0: Yeah, that was Mahershala Ali as Blade. How fucking excited were you about that? I that's the best part of the whole <laughs> the whole movie for me.
2: <laughs> like what's I, I wish I, we could have got to see him.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's there's still probably I mean God, it, they're the list of movies that they have coming out is so far in the future. They're probably still designing everything for Blade right now. So yeah. they're probably not ready to put him on screen. But the fact that they are ballsy enough to put the character in this movie so far, like so far ahead, that's awesome. I love it.
2: Yeah. You know, Black Knight's more of an Avengers character. Uh, Blade is not, but with a cursed sword involving supernatural stuff, if they're going to use Blade as kind of like the entry, like the Iron Man of that area of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, where he'd be eventually leading like the Midnight Suns or something, um, it makes perfect sense. So. Uh, two huge 80s Avengers characters popping up in the after credits scene. I was, I'm was, i all in. Thumbs up, even with the dodgy CG on Pip the Troll.
0: Oh, God. That was dodgy, wasn't it? I thought it yeah, was just yeah. me. Hey, all right, Mark. Now, you had a question, so go ahead and ask one of yours. So, yeah, I have a question. Why did Icarus leave Cersei? Any, anybody? He, <laughs> he had
2: – because Ajax told him yep. the truth. Right. The only two people that knew, so the only two people that knew the truth were him and Ajax, and he knew that he loved her so much he would have eventually told her, and it would have ruined her time on Earth.
0: So he left to save her, or to, to so that she could go about her life happily without him. <laughs> right. Oh.
2: I would have just told her and <laughs> got as much alone time with Gemma Chan as that's possible, a- <laughs> but that's me.
0: That's what I'm saying. I don't know I could I completely missed that part of the story. It was subtle. Lame.
2: It was subtle but it, he mentioned it in the uh when he went to bef- right before he killed Ajax.
0: Gotcha. Yep. Um so everyone has their own powers, you know the um uh everyone has like their own unique abilities and uh Celestials made them for a reason. Why did they make Sprite a kid forever?
2: Probably, all right. So I'm, I'm just talking out my ass here, but there are kids. So maybe it was so they could be near where kids are in case there was something <laughs> dangerous happening to kids that they needed to do stuff.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. There's like a, there's a 21 Jump Street version of the Eternals that they're, they haven't made yet that I'm waiting for.
2: Sprite should have starred in Stranger Things while she was waiting for the Celestial to come up because <laughs> then she could. Have <laughs> In middle school, the whole series. Aubrey, what what are you thinking here?
3: I don't know. Everything just seemed kind of based on Greek mythology, so I figured that's why they made Sprite a child because sprites in mythology are small kids.
2: Sure. Um, I just want to point out that after the movie, Colin was like, "Why was she named after a soft drink?"
3: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: we, we didn't we didn't have the rights for Seven Up, so uh, that's what won. <laughs>
2: Diet Dr. Pepper ain't walking through that door, <laughs> fans. Yeah. Uh,
0: and then it's something that my friend pointed out when we were watching a movie. So, you know, Makari does sign language through the entire movie. And there's a part where she tells the other guy to uh, not waste her time or why is he wasting her time? And the sign language for, you know, waste for time is you point to where your watch is on your hand. Uh, how would she know what a watch was in the uh, Mesopotamia age? Like, at 5,000 BCE, how would anyone know what a watch was?
2: But did (laughs) anyone else speak sign language? Just her and the Eternals, right? Yeah, they understood her. And you would assume that they are technologically advanced beyond the people that they're hanging out with, right? Yes. Did any of them
0: wear watches? maybe...
2: Yeah, maybe they had watches. Maybe Fastos made them watches like a 1,000 years ago. <laughs> like, they just couldn't share it with anybody.
0: Like 5,000 5, BC, they made watches for everyone.
2: Not for everybody, just
0: for themselves. Right, for themselves, for the, the other 10 people. Right. Okay, all okay, right. Dude, I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> that, that, that works for me. it works for me. Uh, was Makari in the ship? Like, everyone had their different places. Like, you know, Samahaik was in a farm and Sprite and— Cersei was in London. Was Macari on a ship the entire time? Uh, I think it was implied that she was hanging out there reading books. The ship that was buried for thousands of years. That had Twinkies in it. I guess so.
2: Yeah. That she had been living in in the ship. That was, I I would assume, not 100% buried. But she was living in there eating Twinkies and fucking reading books.
0: (laughs) That's what I thought. That sounds weird. But... If that's the case, you know, the ship has been buried for thousands of years, but she finds a little elevator and she runs up to the surface, buys some twinkies, runs back down into the ship and reads books.
2: Aubrey, would you prefer to just hang out alone and read books and eat twinkies?
3: 100%. <laughs> Not even a question.
2: <laughs> um, Aubrey, why in the world of the Marvel Cinematic Universe do people make references to Superman and Batman?
3: I don't know doesn't make any sense.
2: Because is this to imply that Superman and Batman exist as fictional characters in a universe
0: where actual superheroes exist?
3: That's a good question. It's possible.
0: That's the way I took it. Batman and Superman are some made up shit, but Spider-Man is 100% real. And Star Wars. And Star Wars. Yeah, (laughs) I'm totally down for that. I was going to say we already knew that Star Wars was a thing because Peter Parker made a or Spider-Man made a joke about it uh, in Civil War. All right. So do you think, Aubrey, in the MCU,
2: that the DCEU are actually good movies?
3: <laughs> I think they're still comic books, so they didn't even ruin it yet.
0: In the, uh, in the MCU, all of the DC movies are produced by Sony. <laughs> <laughs> Except Gross. they don't have the rights to Batman. <laughs> All right. Well, the
2: only way to wrap this up is for us to score the movie zero to five, five being the best, zero being the worst. Aubrey, what do you have for Eternals?
3: I'm going to give it a
0: uh, 2.5. Right in the middle.
2: All right. Mark Ellis, how about you?
0: I am going to give it a 3.5 uh, with the chance that it might change after I watch it again. Okay. In in either direction. In either direction, yeah. <laughs> okay. That freaking right. Pip right. the Troll might uh, really skew my uh, my score next time. <laughs> that <was> some shite <laughs> CGI. Jesus. Yeah,
2: I'm I'm at a three out of five. I'm gonna go three out of five. Um I would be two and a half with Aubrey, but I'm giving it an extra half a star for Jim and Chan is hot. Um I love the fact that Star Fox, Cersei, and Black Knight are now in live action and available moving forward. And um, I guess we're going to see these characters again because it did say at the end credits, the Eternals will return. So, mm-hmm.
0: It blows my yeah, mind I that did, there's a MCU character named Star Fox that <laughs> we have to take seriously.
2: His real name is Eros, so maybe they'll only call him by that. But Okay, the Eternals will return, God willing, the box office, and if China releases the movie over there, and uh, I guess we'll see him again. Hopefully, we're we're so much closer to that '90s Avengers jackets-wearing team. I'm so excited.
0: Wait, <laughs> right, I'm I'm sorry that uh that uh, our our fans in Kuwait can't watch it though.
2: That's yeah, a little that's true. That is true. But they get our review of it, and I'm sure they. I'm sure. The internet provides. Yes. <laughs> Hold tight. Kuwait. Uh, it's going to hit Disney plus in about 45 days. And then I'm sure there will be some way that you can watch it involving the internet at that point. So hang tight, my friends, Aubrey, uh, where are you ranking this in the MCU?
1: Uh,
3: it's going to be towards the You don't bottom. have to get
2: crazy. Exa- you don't have to get crazy exact, but are you putting in the middle up towards the bottom?
3: Yeah, I would say towards the bottom because it, it really needed some flushing out. And there's really
2: not
3: It's it's good for what it is. But as a Marvel movie, I would say it's towards the bottom.
0: OK,
2: uh, Mark Ellis.
0: Yeah, I would say the same thing. It's like in the bottom third, maybe the bottom four, okay. bottom bottom quarter of, okay. of the movies.
2: Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Uh, it would be towards the bottom for me. I, I'm not good. This is not um, Thor one Thor, the oh Dark God. World or uh, Avengers Age of Ultron bad. But um, I think it kind of falls in that weird like. Bleh, kind of area where it's like it's not bad but it's not good enough to be up higher with the other like really good movies so it just kind of falls where like I don't know if you guys remember when we made our master lists of this it was like you knew which ones sucked and you knew which ones ruled and then you had those ones in the middle where you're like I don't know is Ant-Man 2 really better than Doctor Strange I don't know (laughs) right like it just kind of falls in that area for me. So that's okay. You know, after you make like 20 million something movies, uh, eventually one of them wasn't going to be too bad. Everyone's got their cars too, right? <laughs> that's true. In a f- six weeks, we'll be talking about Spider-Man, No Way Home, and the MCU will be right back on track. No one will even bat and I, or ever think about uh, Fastos and Druig ever again. So that's going to do it. That is our review of Eternals. We're going to wrap it up now before we tap it up. Let's get some recommendations for the listeners out there. Aubrey Litchfield, what do you got?
3: Um, Animal Crossing actually just released a new update this month. I believe it was on the 5th. I haven't played it yet, but it, it is a pretty extensive update, which is nice for A, a Switch game, and B, for an Animal Crossing game, because any Animal Crossing game I've ever played in the past has not had DLC. So this is really awesome. I'm kind of excited about it. It, From what I was reading, it almost seemed like a happy home designer meets this Animal Crossing. So I don't know if they're trying to mesh in the two ideas, but I will purchase it and let everybody know how it is uh, when I get around to purchasing it.
0: Awesome. Well, Markellis, how about you? Uh, yeah, so I got three quick recommendations. Uh, depending on oh, how, boy. depending on how fast I actually edit this episode uh, on November 11th, uh, one night only in theaters is Rocky Four colon Rocky v Drago. So if you want to see the director's cut of Rocky Four in the, on a big screen, uh, November 11th it will be playing, and then November 12th it'll be out digitally. If you want to stay at home and watch it. Second recommendation is The Harder They Fall on Netflix. It's a black cowboy western, and it's amazing. The third thing is if you have access to Disney+, Plus, Shang-Chi, and The Legend of the Ten Rings will be available on Friday the 12th. So uh, if you haven't seen it yet, definitely check it out because it is an MCU movie, and it's pretty entertaining. All right. Well, I will suggest that you jump
2: in your giant triangle ship. And listen to So Wizard Podcast by going to So Podcast.com, where you'll find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right hand side of the page. Comic reviews, movie reviews, so much more at So Podcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Good Pods, just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts. We will be there. Check out our YouTube channel. Go to youtube.com backslash so wizard podcast. There's hours of free exclusive content, as Markella said earlier, a bunch of cool interviews. There'll be some cool content from Rhode Island Comic Con as well, and more on the way every single week. So check it out at youtube.com backslash so wizard podcast. We've got our Patreon, patreon patreon.com backslash so wizard podcast, where you can monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive episodes. This month, it's the only place to hear our review of Home Sweet Home Alone, the Home Alone reboot on Disney Plus and our video podcast, even though Mark just ruined it, of <laughs> the harder they fall. So I guess you know how one of us felt about it. But if you want to spend money, <laughs> you can find out how the rest of us felt about it. And that is at Patreon.com backslash so Wizard Podcast. <sighs> I don't really have a recommendation. I've been reading Berserk Uh, which is a comic book written by Keanu Reeves with art by Ron Garney. And it's uh, eventually going to be turned into a movie. It's pretty fucking awesome. It is about a warrior who lives forever, kind of like eternal. He lives eternally (laughs) um, going around and fighting and killing a whole bunch of people. Um, It is supposed to be turned into a movie very soon. It's called Berserker. Um, And it's fucking awesome. It's from Boom Comics. So, uh, check that out. And of course, maybe you should watch Red Notice on Netflix because that, my friends, is what we are going to be reviewing next week on the So Wizard podcast. So that's going to do it. That's this week's episode number three hundred and seventy nine in a row. Four hundred is, is coming up, guys. We I can see it in the distance. Four hundred episodes.
0: <laughs> it scares me that you probably have the movies already mapped out to that
2: point. I've got the show planned out through March, as long as the <laughs> schedule holds. <laughs> <Crazy>. <laughs> I don't have a life. So that's going to do it. I have been your host, Julia DiCarlo, my co-host, the queen of all celestials, Aubrey Litchfield.
3: Uh I will not ever be passed down in mythology. It's pretty sad.
0: <laughs> and the experts, Mr. Marquis of Markellos-Reagans. Uh, everybody, have yourself a great week and Wakanda forever.
2: Maybe fastos can uh, cookie up an editing machine <laughs> we'll see you guys next week red notice good journey